It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we often talk about the perils of social media on this program and how, in so many ways, the social media is preventing us from having the crucial conversations that we need to have in our homes, in our communities, and in our country. And in so many ways, the social media is adding fuel to the fire and doing nothing to help heal the nation. And very interesting, NBC uh, News reporter Jake Ward uh, did a deep dive look, and uh, NBC is doing a series uh, this entire week on social media, its impact on our lives, our thinking, our conversation, uh, what happens in our communities. And I want to share part of this with you because it's so vital to to understand what is actually going on. Uh, Jake is going to tee up for you a little a little research that they did, just a little test in terms of setting up a new social media account, uh, one kind of focused on things from the left and one kind of focusing on things from the right and what happens after that and how quickly it can go from just having political debates to where it's actually impacting not just our communities but our family relationships. So this is, uh, again, from uh, Jake Ward from NBC News. Jerusha, who didn't want to share her last name, shares a house with her mother. But social media is tearing them apart. Her mother declined to speak with us. Researchers say this happens every day. So we performed an unscientific test. I took my Facebook account that had no followers or friends. I'm going to follow the top three right-leaning pages plus some dog content and see what happens. My colleague Melanie created a new account and did the same. But she went left seven days on Facebook and YouTube, clicking on whatever their algorithms suggest. Melanie's feed stayed with the issues at first, but by day three, it was a lot of one thing. It's a lot from Occupy Democrats. That's kind of the dominating force on my page right now. And mine just went more and more extreme. Recommending new influencers, conspiracy theories by day four, nonstop anger by day five. Same with Melanie. And by the end of the week, a steady diet of fear. Researchers say the algorithms are geared to grab us. We click on extreme content, so the system gives us more extreme content. Over time, that can actually give you the impression that some things that are more obscure or extreme are very much in the normal sphere of conversation. Uh, so that is just stunning. So just just think about that for a minute. So one new social media page set up. They liked the three right-leaning influencers and dogs because you always have to you know you always have to have puppy content somewhere on your social feed Uh, and then someone did the same thing from the left and within seven days the algorithms had just continued to serve up 
influencers, content, and it got more and more extreme until by the end of seven days, they were clear out to the far left and clear out to the far right in terms of the content that was being served up uh, by those social media platforms. That is something that should worry all of us. Uh, because think of that influence that is being exerted into our lives. And this is not just political content, by the way. Think of anything that you're clicking on. Uh, again, the algori algorithms are geared to grab us. And when we click on extreme content, the system gives us more extreme content. And it's a steady march. And so the the takeaway there for me is that, again, the more you click on those kinds of things, the more it is going to feel normal to you. And things that you may have thought six months ago were incredibly obs obscure or incredibly extreme are suddenly very normal because they keep popping up in your feed. Uh, we are relinquishing a great deal of control to these algorithms and these platforms uh, that are influencing where we think. And again, it's not just influencing influencing how we think it's influencing our relationships. Uh, this Jerusha that they interviewed, she lives and she shares a house with her mother uh, and they're at odds because of what comes up on their social media feed. Uh, in fact, just listen to this from uh, Jerusha in terms of her relationship with her mother. The thing she sends me, I feel that I can't trust her if she's my mother it's not that I think she's my enemy. It's that I'm afraid that she's being used as a weapon against me. So think about that. Uh, if we start breaking down that level of trust, and I can't trust something my mother sends me from social media because I think she's being used as a weapon against me, uh, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Now, here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. This is from Chris Bale. He's uh, from Duke University's Polarization Lab. And I just want you to listen and absorb where the content, where the political posts in particular come from on social media. On Twitter, 73% of posts about politics are created by about 6% of Twitter users. And those 6% of Twitter users have very extreme views. Okay, I want you to digest that a little bit. 73% of posts about politics are created by about 6% of the Twitter users. And those 6% of Twitter users have very extreme views. So if 73% of the content that's being served up to you on your Twitter feed are coming from the 6%, that are extreme, by the way, in their views. Imagine what that's doing to you. All of those things are things we have to factor in. Uh, and again, going back to my conversation with Rick Larson uh, from Sutherland Institute earlier, you know, if you look at if we can have the right kind of civic engagement and civil dialogue, uh, that changes everything. We can get to nuance. We can get to principle. We can get to policies. Now, we talked about that earlier in the program, uh, that if we if we can't have a discussion about principles and policy, then the only thing that's left is to talk about personalities and politicians. And I don't think that's always helpful and doesn't move us in the, the right direction.
And so to me, this is one of those uh, that you've got to think again about and continue to think again about what's coming into your world. I guarantee you it's impacting your mental health, your mental wellness, for sure. It's also impacting your relationships in your home, family, neighborhood, work, community, and this country. And it's time for a different kind of conversation, conversation that comes through what Abraham Lincoln often referred to as the art of persuasion. And that's what we're going to talk about coming up next on Inside Sources. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.